Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. But not today. We were, we were meant to be. This is the, you know, we, I, I was pushing for that. We can get Metroid Dread done in a month. We can do two book club apps in a month. You know, let's change it up. But then, but then no. But you like to celebrate a birthday, it seems. But you don't like, I know that in reality you don't like to celebrate a birthday, but your, your, your baby's birthday you'll celebrate. My baby's birthday. Are you trying to? Are you trying to incept me into looking at things in a different way? I think anniversary episodes are self-indulgent nonsense, particularly given the number of listeners. <laughs> but, but then again, given the number of listeners, we may as well just do whatever we want. You know, who are we doing this for anyway? For Mike's ego. For Mike's ego. Don't don't go there. Don't go there. This this was your idea. You're the one who wanted to do this. Sorry, it's a sixth anniversary app. I, so, so I What's the deal with the 6th anniversary? This is like the Mario 36th anniversary. <laughs> because it's still early days, can I say that? It's 6th even. We're not, it's not, we're not at that point anymore, is it? At some point, the anniversary will become meaningless. But what point? The 7th one is the, one, is the meaningless one, is that what we decided? Or this should have been it? Oh, I don't know. The 7th one is like going to primary school, right? Actually, they go to, they go to primary school at 6 now, don't they? Yeah, primary school. Well, they start going to school at four. Jeez. Well, you would know. So, so what's the point of this app? What's the point of this app? It's it's not going to be too self indulgent. There is a point. Yeah, we're just going to talk about how. What is the point? What's the the, the piffy one liner? Well, the fifth anniversary app was looking back. And this one is just looking at. Whoa. Someone knows what they're doing. So this one is in the here and now. This one's living in the moment. This one is what it's like to play games as a late 30-something. If you're a Zoomer, get out of here. Get off my lawn. No, no, please share this with your please friends on TikTok. Do I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what i was at dinner with a friend and they were complaining about millennials and i was like dude you're a millennial i'm a millennial just about you're talking about zoomers and they were like oh shit, yeah are you gonna tell us what they were complaining about or we're we just talking about labeling here <laughs> we're just talking about labeling no they were talking they were complaining about their work ethic or lack thereof or lack thereof they're no grit I think I think this is just what people. This is what everyone says. It's a tale as old as time. Once you become older, you start complaining about younger people. But isn't that your problem, though? <laughs> what? That you lack grit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uncomfortable discoveries about yourself. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's start. The 
So I wanted to ask about how you manage your your playlist. Number one, an easy one. It's not easy at all because it turns out I don't manage it at all. It's so funny. I mean, recap from last year. I have not worked for a year now. I have just been willfully unemployed, which an entire weird lifestyle self-help podcast could be made about that, literally. I mean, I'm going to try and resist going off on one about it, but it turns out not working is not as easy as you'd think. This is definitely like first world problems. This is like 1% problems like proper, or something. Like, that really feels like a vlog series right there. Exactly. Like literally this could be a podcast in itself. The entire discussion of like things you know things you discover once you no longer work or need to work. I think that's really important. Because otherwise if you're not working and you have a strong desire or need to work, that's a different like mentality altogether. Yes. I mean, to be clear, I don't have a yacht or anything. I'm not, like, outrageously rich. Like, I live a modest lifestyle and can afford to not work for a while. And, yeah, you would think with, like, you know, you think I spend so much of my time working. If only I didn't have to work, I'd have all these hours in the day. I could do so much more. But surprisingly, you don't, or at least I don't. I'm, I'm genuinely shocked by this discovery. It is not at all what I expected. It must have been the case that you were living to work at that moment, at that time. That's how you're programmed. Yeah, that's, no, I think that's the real thing. I think this is the thing that's been really shocking for me is discovering that I really lived to work. And once I was free from working, like, I, you know, I had the excuse to leave. You know, I didn't quit. I didn't like self-terminate, you know. I think I used to like give this story about like, it's the, it's like the, oh, sorry, spoilers for Terminator 2, which is a very old film. And if you're still annoyed by this, then maybe you should skip forward 30 seconds. But you know, at the end of Terminator 2, where the Terminator needs to destroy all evidence of himself to, to prevent Cyberdyne being created again. And so, you know, he's, he needs to be lowered into the vat of molten steel. But he says, I can't self-terminate because it's against his like programming and he needs someone else to to push the button. And it's like that, you know, like I couldn't self-terminate, but once I was made redundant, you know, I was free to do anything I liked. And then and then I just didn't. What have I even done? I had this huge backlog of games. And I thought I would play them, and I basically haven't. I think, you know, it was just the start of this in the fifth year app. And I said, I've made a completely inconsequential dent in the backlog. And that is still true today. I've hardly played anything on the backlog. That was a very long-winded way of saying, I'm still just playing Warzone mostly. I play Warzone and I play things that catch my eye on YouTube. Or that Northern Lion plays. Or that you suggest to me. Sometimes you, you tell me, have you heard of this game? And I was like, huh, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's got 95% on Metacritic. And then I look it up and I'm like, wow, I really want to play this game. And then I play it. It doesn't help with the backlog at all, though. It doesn't sound like a bad thing. Just playing what you feel like at the time. I think that's a good thing. Everyone's complaining about their backlog. It's just interesting. The backlog, the backlog only grows. But I think in the end, I've just... I think, well, actually, I guess I was always zen about it. I think even in the first episode, I was just like, oh, it's just like a library. I can always go to it. You know, there's always something to play. And 
it's just become I don't know. I mean, I think it has entered a new phase now. Like, you know, there has been some sort there has been some sort of phase change in the way I view it. But yeah, I've made no progress on the backlog. And I just play yeah, I literally just play whatever I feel like, which often is whatever's caught my eye recently, which is ridiculous, but it's the truth. It's not ridiculous though. That's how you enjoy things, just following your instinct. Your, you know, how you feel at the time. Like, I mean, on Netflix, you, people, a lot of people just browse Netflix and pick something that they like. I don't know, maybe people have Netflix backlogs. And your backlog, seeing as we're getting the update, it's growing slowly, but not that quickly. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm all about decluttering. So having this small but growing backlog, it's okay. I don't mind having a backlog. You're, you're still. 95% on Metacritic means you play it. Is that right? Yes. And then I have all the other games that people have bought me that I still have want to play. <laughs> have, I mean, uh, want to play. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Freudian slip. We're close. What, it's okay. What, what's on? <laughs> We're close. It's okay. I'm just sharing this with everyone. What, what, what's, what's been added to it recently? Your backlog. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I did ask if you wanted Royal. Royal. I did ask if you wanted Royal, because I knew you definitely did intend to play that at some point. But then you were really, like, wishy-washy about it, so I got you Strikers instead, oh, and you said you'd prefer a Switch game. Off the top of my head, I don't know what else has been added. But I'm sure there'll be, there's been some freebies along the way that which are critically acclaimed that I'll, I'll just add there. So are you are you claiming all the free games, but you don't consider those on your backlog, right? Because they're free. Yeah, I claim them all. I don't consider them to be on my backlog unless they score ninety plus. Then I kind of feel compelled to just give them a go. Okay, yeah, that's true. Ninety plus is the level for consideration, right? And ninety five plus means it's definitely on. Yeah, and I'll complete. Yeah, I'm going to go with this prevents decision fatigue. Having these systems in place. Try to defend myself here from appearing like a mad person. I think that's smart. I think, you know, a lot of my problems are from things like decision fatigue or just like total avoidance of decision making in general. You know, these are all the things you realize about yourself once you have unlimited time to think about <laughs> what you're doing, you know. Literally, you go and try and find yourself, but you may not like what you find. It's like people who go, is it the same idea where people get into meditation and then they sort of, they reach another level. And even then at that point, they see the whole meditation sort of routine as futile, pointless. Because where do you go beyond then? Yeah. I've got like a notebook of like interesting stuff for like game ideas and things and like i remember one of the things i noted down because i thought it was so interesting was i think they called it the dark knight phenomenon it's like enlightenment's evil twin it's like it's like you've achieved enlightenment but it's like the dark side of enlightenment and now all you see is basically like you know like the, you know you could put a positive and negative spin on anything and you know enlightenment is somehow like being at peace and seeing like you know Actually, I don't know because I'm not enlightened, but the Dark Knight phenomenon is, is the flip side of that, basically. And it's just like, that sounds awful. 
Do you play stuff concurrently? You, you have to. Everyone does. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? You have to. You can't play one game all the time through to completion. I think I used to. Before playing a lot of multiplayer stuff, I think I used to just play one thing and finish it and then move on to the next thing. Okay. But I see where you're coming from now. I mean, gaming has become a very social thing, at least for me and I think you. Like We have a multiplayer game that we just regularly play with friends, right? Well, not each other, but... Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, like I have a regular... Well, actually, I have more than one, but you know, there's there's one like main group of people I play multiplayer with regularly at the same time every week, and yeah, there'll be whatever I'm playing with them, which most of the time is Warzone. Same for me. But every now and then we flip to like Back for Blood, or we're trying Halo Infinite at the moment, because <gasps> it's free. Yeah, you play Warzone too, right? Yeah, I do. But we never play Warzone with each other. No, because I think. You're too good, if I'm honest. Let's just be honest about it. I think you're just going to be too good. And you need to win. You have expectation. You have benchmarks. Well, I do want to win. I don't play just to mess around. I do always try to play to win. But having said that, I am my own worst enemy. Because I don't play to win by optimal strategy. I just like, I just really want to win. But I still play in like a reckless shoot everyone way. Shoot people in the face. Shoot people in the face. <laughs> That's right, shoot people in the face. I'm always going for the six snipe. Six snipe, bro. <laughs> like, sometimes I pull off a six snipe and I'm like, wow, if I was that guy, I would think I was hacking. You know, when you like, aiming at the doorway and they jump across the doorway and you nail them with a headshot and I'm like, yes! It's so bad. It's like a local minima or a local maxima, whatever. Like, the tuning of my, my brain. It has... <sighs> the modern world has ruined me. You know, it's like I resisted social media, but BR games and YouTube have destroyed my mind. You know, you know, like they always talked about like shortening attention spans. And I think I was immune to it until PUBG and now Warzone and then YouTube, obviously. Uh, I can 100% agree to that because before there's a time when you could just say two hours, focus on it, done it. That was it. That was your attitude to everything or hard problems. Yeah, I definitely can't do it now. I, I I watched a really insightful YouTube video about how to be creative. You know, where where does your creative where does your creativity go when you're stressed or, or like had trauma or something? And you know, I know it's a very minor trauma in the grand scheme of things, particularly given the way the world's been. But like being stranded in the UK for five months really did actually cause me quite a lot of mental health problems. And I really recognized a lot of the things that were being said in this video. But I haven't managed to fix it. Like, I, I can't concentrate anymore. I'm not sure how long it's going to take me to get back on an even keel. But, you know, the the game dev stuff I've been trying to do has been a real struggle. And even playing longer games, I just have no interest in it anymore. It's strange. You've just gone. You've gone from one extreme to the other. You've gone like two-hour power focus sessions to like two minutes. Is that right? I don't know how long you're, you're able to focus for at the moment, but and then you've got. I was, you know, at the time I was twiddling my thumbs. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get on with my little, you know, Pomodoro timer and just get on with it in my little week twenty-minute sessions. 
like a mere mortal. Yeah. And I was just like, just do it. Just sit down and concentrate. What's so hard? You know, like, I do remember, like, because, you know, I know it's a really lame game and I made it so long ago, but like, you know, I, I've had like full-time jobs and done like a game on the side, or you've got to think like before I had a full-time job and I edited this podcast and I was like making stuff too and played like 600 hours of PUBG, you know, like, I don't know how I used to do it. Sorry, this really has become too self-indulgent. Concurrent titles. So you had the, the multiplayer title, then... Yeah, for me, there's the multiplayer one, there's the book club game, and then usually there's one other thing. So, you know, right now, the multiplayer game, the book club game, and Deathloop. I've been playing way too much Deathloop. I thought you couldn't play too much Deathloop because it's, you'll finish the game. Yeah, well, when I say too much Deathloop, I mean, I should be trying to do some programming, but instead I'm just like, oh, I'm just not feeling it today, I'm just going to play Deathloop for a week. At least Deathloop is a finite game, unlike Warzone. Yes. So it can be finished, and then the distraction will go away. So for me, usually I try to do the same thing, so multiplayer game, book club game, and something else, which... I'll play, but may not try to finish. But this year, it's been just the the multiplayer game and the book club game. I think that's not too bad, though. Like, I, I actually think that was the purpose of the book club game. Like, that was one of the actual reasons we started the podcast. Because I, I remember even all those years ago when we began it, and we were out for lunch and having a chat, and you were saying you didn't really play stuff anymore. You didn't play new stuff anymore. You know, you had this backlog, you had all these games you wanted to play, but you just never could quite find the motivation to start. And that was one of the original impetuses for the podcast. Like, if we're committing to play it for the podcast, then we will play it. And so I guess it has worked in that way. At least, at least you're playing the book club game. Yeah. I'd like to play more, though. I think the number of games has just grown so much that's coming out. Or maybe a game's media has meant that so many games hit your radar. No, it's definitely true. There are just more games. There are just more games now. You know, it, it used to be that what games were being made, basically like the AAA ones, you know, ones that had a big studio behind them. And then we had this, you know, second coming of indie. And now there's just so many games. And a lot of them are worth your time. Like they are genuinely good. Well, they've, they've got, something unique about them that is not being captured in the AAA make another Call of Duty game space, you know. And it's impossible to play them all. Literally impossible. So you just, you have to pick and choose. That's the thing, you know, like, we've changed, but gaming has changed too. And then you really do have responsibilities, unlike me. You know, you have a day job and a wife and two kids. You should see yourself as having responsibilities too otherwise you won't take them seriously (laughs) i know but this is the problem right this is the problem this is this is me trying to put my mind back together after letting it fall apart i was just like i'm just gonna let it go i'm gonna go wherever the wind blows me i have this freedom now and it turns out letting your mind fall to pieces is actually not a smart thing to do well actually not if you plan to rebuild it build it better build back better is that that's the UK government slogan, isn't it? <laughs> Play more Warzone. Let's see if we can get them to change it to that. 
Dare I ask, when do you play? So recently, I have actually been trying to reimpose some sort of schedule on myself, just because it is getting so ridiculous. So I am now trying to not just go and play Warzone during the week. I'm trying not to just randomly play stuff during the day, because literally I get, you know, literally I will get nothing done. And like, on the one hand, it's like, oh, I'm making some progress with the backlog. It's so inconsequential. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for the impact on like the rest of my life, I guess. So I do have that regular multiplayer session, which is afternoons on weekends. Oh, okay. And then I have been playing multiplayer stuff on one afternoon during the week as well. But that's about it. Usually I try not to play stuff in the evenings now, like multiplayer stuff, because it's just unending. You know, you literally never stop. And usually I try not to let myself play too much during the day either. So I'm trying to put aside like, you know, the daytime for trying to get some inverted commas work done. But, you know, doesn't always work as evidenced by playing a lot of Deathloop. It's interesting because most people are trying to find more time to do this, right? Whereas you're the complete reverse, where you're trying to restrict yourself or limit yourself. I'm, I'm trying to contain it. Yeah, I'm trying to contain it. Because like when I first stopped working, and it was terrible because I had another friend who was on gardening leave as well. And, you know, we just just literally like woke up and started playing stuff like all day it was it was ridiculous and then like i had that other friend in the us and then you know basically like, people you know people in different time zones like, it was just like never ending they're like oh you're free why don't we play this game and like every day was just constantly playing stuff but a lot of it was like unending multiplayer stuff it's interesting because you managed to find you know how they say you're the, you're the average of the five closest or six closest people you know you, you also happen to know people who have unlimited amounts of time who don't need to work. It's, yeah, it's funny. But then you see, like, the guy who was on gardening leave, you know, he was he was between jobs because he was about to take some, like, MD position. Yeah. <laughs> like another bank or something, right? So, yeah, it was okay for him to do that because he was about to then go into a, you know, a no-life, super hardcore working position and he decided he wanted to just play a load of games while he had the chance you know so these things happen but i felt like i was getting dragged along with it too and i was just like no i'm trying to make a new life for myself i do think it's hard though once you sorry I'm just, i should keep veering into self-help territory i just don't know what i'm doing you know once you step off the treadmill like once you're no longer following the normal path of having a job and working you know office hours and whatever I guess as if you're living a filthy one percenter white collar lifestyle, I don't know. But yeah, it's hard. And suddenly all these things come together of like, what do I want to do? What does society expect me to do? I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I do I mean I have some friends who are like what's the term? Neat? N E E T. Yes. But I don't know what it stands for, but yes. Not in education, employment, or training. Okay. And so I guess they have limitless time as well. And that's why you're also neat. Oh, it's, it's so dangerous because, you know, on the one hand, I didn't want to just get another 
corporate job and work for 10 years and then look back and be like, what did I do with my life? Yeah, did I need to do that? But at the same time, I don't want to not have a corporate job and just play computer games for 10 years and then look back and be like, what did I do with my life? You know? You created a runway, but your runway is just too long. It's just slightly too long, Mike. That's your problem. Yeah, it's like trying to... Basically, I have to create artificial deadlines in a in a sense but really they're not that artificial honestly i do have like great anxiety about like it's been a year and i haven't made like a million selling card game you know like what's with this Star Fox thing why did i think Star Fox was a good idea i lost my mind i spent an entire day just changing the scrolling it just looks and it still looks wrong it's not really the wrong, it's the camera panning, I guess, but, oh man. At this point, could you just pay a dev shop to do it for you? I, I, I thought I want to establish, I'm not that rich, so no. <laughs> and, I, and I want to learn something. That's the thing, I, I want to do it myself. Okay. I'm sorry, we've really veered way too much off into my own personal nonsense. This is the transition episode where, we, you know, the next episode is not going to be about gaming anymore. How, how to lose all remaining listeners. <laughs> That's a medium price right there. If people, do people still read medium? I don't even know. We could relog that as well. Anyway. So, okay. When do you play stuff? I try to play. I, I have to play a little bit all the time. So I'll play. My life is lived in 10 to 15 minute chunks. Like, and I keep saying this. Have, have you watched About a Boy? No. Hugh Grant lives off the royalties of his father's Christmas hit. I don't really know what song it is. He's, he's living off royalties and he's basically a man of leisure. And he divides his days into 15, I think it's half an hour chunks. But I've just shortened it to 15 minute chunks. That's how I live my life. I think we've had literally this conversation on an earlier iteration of the anniversary app. Yes. So this is me. And so I will play 10, 15 minutes with my morning coffee. Then during work, I'll have my 10, 15 minute break. And I'll play something throughout the day. So maybe three sessions of this. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the evening, I'll have another 10, 15 minute session to wind down before sleeping. So, you know, this is really interesting to me because is this actually normal for people who have young kids and so on? You know, like maybe because this seems kind of insane to me, but maybe this is actually the norm for a late 30 something. The problem is dads don't talk. So I don't know. I wish someone would come. Please tell me if there's anyone else like this. I know most people would just build it up for the end of the night. You know, when the kids are asleep, they're just going to have a binge. Or just deprive themselves of sleep. It's common, common themes I've heard. Yeah, if you are a parent, please write in and tell Ting whether you sympathise with him or think he's insane. Please. <laughs> because he still hasn't finished Metroid Dread and it's only like eight hours long. But you can see why though, because I'm picking up like... What was I doing? What was I doing? Well, the quality well, yeah. was only two hours ago, so I should I should still remember. 
Yeah, exactly. This is the thing I find mind blowing. Do you play Warzone in 15 minute chunks? This is why you're so bad. You just need to lose. You just need to make sure you lose by 15 Quickly minutes. Quickly lose and then get out. I do play Warzone in 15 minute chunks. Madness. But I do play Rebirth, which makes it easier. But there's no momentum. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rebirth you can get wrapped up in. Yeah, yeah. You can wrap up a Rebirth game in 15 minutes. Yeah, it's like, oh, my time's up. I'm going to go die now. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it. <laughs> But you know, that was the whole point of this episode, to see what crazy gaming habits we have. And also, to if anyone wants to tell me what crazy gaming habits they have, I want to hear them. Next. Do you multitask when playing games? So generally, no. Because, you know, if you're multitasking, that kind of implies you want to do something else. And if you want to do that other thing, then why not just do that other thing? Like, why play the game at the same time? Like, I personally don't really get it. Because you want to do both things and you're time limited. You have so, so much time abundance. That's your problem. Yeah, um, I guess. I mean, well, I will say true. I have done it sort of for some stuff. Like when it's something I don't need to pay full attention to in the game sense, then maybe I've done it. Like I was on a, like I went to a retro games meetup, but because of, the pandemic it was like an online meetup instead so we're all like you know a video conference and i was playing two-point hospital in the background because i was just trying to grind it out for the end of the podcast you know so i did do that i guess but generally i I wouldn't do that generally i wouldn't do that you know like i wouldn't i wouldn't like watch a movie and play a game because i'd want to either watch the movie or play the game that's quite mad, though. If you're doing movie and game, that's quite mad. But you've played... I've seen you play games at the same time. So you're waiting in the Warzone lobby and you'll smash out a, say, the Spire. Is that right? Not, not for Warzone. This was more of an issue with PUBG. Because, you know, like, PUBG, the rounds are long, right? Like, it, it's like 30 minutes. And if you die at the start of a game of PUBG, you're just dead and all you're just doing is spectating. So... Yeah, there, there was a while when I would have Slay the Spire running in the background. And when I just died, I would play Slay the Spire while I waited for the rest of the team to either win or lose. But Warzone's not like that because Warzone, there's always the chance you'll be brought back. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a bunch of games, though, that do lend themselves well to being in the background. You know, like I, I think like turn-based games obviously work much better. And then they're sort of like borderline casual games where i can see they would work really well you know if you're doing something else as well like recently recently i've been playing way too much something called super auto pets because i saw northern lion playing it and it was free and i was like why is he playing it like this i'm gonna give it a go and i as usual also northern Lion's become actually really good at it now but it's it's surprisingly fun it's another one of those games where i wish i'd invented it first it's very simple, but it's very fun. And you can you can definitely multitask with it. It's a perfect multitasking game. Okay. But I generally don't multitask with games. Isn't this one of the things where if you're good at being mindful and being focused, you should generally have good mental health? Uh, I don't understand the nature of this question slash statement. Are you saying that I should have good mental health? Yeah, because you're, you're able to sort of invest in the moment. Invest? I don't mean invest, but engross or engage. You're able to focus. It's just not on hard things. 
I'm able to focus on Warzone and Super Auto Pets. And I'm unable to focus on what the hell is wrong with my Star Fox game and how to make it right. I guess this is leisure time, right? It's, it's different. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't multitask either, right? Given you only got 15 no. minutes. No, come on. Yeah, exactly. But, but, may, but maybe you should start. Maybe that's the solution. But saying that, saying that, I do, I do have a podcast game sometimes. You know, like you said, like to play games with the audio off or turn down. Oh yeah, so yeah, because you don't, podcast. you don't care about the sound in games, which is bizarre. So you listen to podcasts while playing a game, it, depending on the game. But yes, yeah, interesting. I mean, I listen to podcasts when I'm walking. I think that's okay. That's normal. So again, like with my newfound time, you know, I've, I go like hiking and I have a podcast on. Looking at hardware. Any new hardware for 2021? I mean, I said no, but then you pointed out I had bought the phone. How's that been for you? It's good. I, I, you know what? I like it now. I like it now. At first I was like, this phone is so big, but now I've got used to it. It took a while, but now I'm just totally used to it. Would you go back? Probably not at this point. But then I'm sure if I did go back, I'd get used to it. So We need to fill in the details. So you got a... So I think it was a joke, literally like this time last year, about like, oh, I should buy an iPhone 12 Pro Max, but it's ridiculous. And then I, in the end, I did buy an iPhone 12 Pro Max because my phone broke and I got convinced that I should buy the Max by a friend. So, yeah, I have a gigantic phone now. I haven't scratched it. Miraculously, it's not scratched. That's the one that like the following sort of pre-chat topics that we have is, oh, no, I scratched my phone. Yeah, cool. Because usually, I don't use a case, right? That's the thing. And <laughs> are you using a case? Uh, so I don't have a screen protector because I I just think screen protectors look so ugly, and it's just like you're protecting the screen, but all the time you're using the phone, the phone is like it may as well be scratched, right? I don't know. I don't use screen protectors, but I have got like a kind of bumper case on it now. Which, which makes it way more practical to use as well. Because the problem before was that it was so big and it was kind of slippery. So now it's got like rubber, you know, edges. It's way easier to hold the phone as well. And I think because of the, you know, the edges, it's slightly raised up as well. So it doesn't, well, it hasn't been scratched, you know, so far. This has been my first year of no screen protector and it's getting scratched up properly. Do you have a case? have the bumper but no screen protector then i guess we just use our phones in different ways i don't know i'm <laughs> sorry Ting. Is, is your phone your phone is so big you can't put keys in the same pocket don't, don't put have keys in the same you, you, what are you mad man well i'm just so busy i'm like oh rubbish keys in the same pocket because i was in a rush it's getting more scratched up <laughs> this is just like, it's like i don't understand why it's so scratched all i did was put it in like my sand pocket you know like why would you do that why would you do that i just wrapped it in sandpaper to keep it safe and then it was scratched 
I, I just don't understand. <laughs> we all do dumb things. Yeah, the, so f- the phone gets its own pocket. The phone gets its own pocket. Obviously, that's the ideal, and that was the plan. That is the plan. So my new hardware, I got two curved monitors, 1000R, which means... One meter radius. So that's quite curved. I can report, you may not notice it. I do not notice it. I thoroughly recommend a curved monitor. Ooh. Yep, I have bad eyes, so looking into the corners is fine for me. I don't have to refocus. Good stuff, good stuff. And so that's it for both of us. Neither of us bought anything else. Did you get a PS5 or was that technically the last year? Oh no, I did get PS5. It's been a weird year. I've lost track of time. Uh, so, well, so has everyone. I did get a PS5 this year. But I feel the display was more exciting. <laughs> okay. Because what can you play on your PS5? Basically a bunch of PS4 games. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't have a... If you have a 1080p display, it's, you're really playing a PS4 game. It's funny because I thought that I would buy a new PC this year. But then I didn't, obviously. Because I was like, number one, I was just like literally out of Hong Kong for the first six months of the year, basically. And then number two, they're just so expensive. It's just ridiculous. So it's just totally not worth it. Wait, what's expensive? Most of the GPUs. Oh, yeah, fine. But also... If I, you know, I'm not going to be able to upgrade just the CPU. I'd have to literally buy a new motherboard, new RAM, etc. So it would be not cheap. No, because Mike's PCs are never cheap. It's not because PCs are expensive. Before we go down that route, you, I mean, the thing is, like, you gotta, you gotta put this into perspective. Like, I use the PC so much; it's definitely worth having a nice PC. And like compared to like buying a car or something, the PC is pretty cheap still when you put it in perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. But it, it, it does not seem worth paying on the GPU front, at least, as much as it would cost. Because like, the thing is, you know, my, my 1080 Ti blew up and I managed to buy a replacement for it. That was basically equivalent power just before the crazy crypto spike but to to buy a graphics card that was like a meaningful upgrade would basically cost more than my entire previous pc cost which is insane you know like i was i was looking at like what does a 3080 cost and it's like fifteen thousand hong kong dollars or something it's like actually insane yeah that's insane so i'm you know my pc's fine i also want to get a pc but I, I can't make sense of the GPU prices. I was waiting for them to settle. I was waiting for availability to improve. And I think I'm still going to keep waiting. It's, it feels like the 3060 Ti, the 3070 and 3070 Ti can be all priced at the same, can be priced the same at various times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So these prices are fluctuating all the time. And then I saw a YouTube video saying, oh, you should buy a Dell because you can get a 3070 at a good price. But then I'm buying a Dell. Yeah, but I mean, that's literally true. Like the only way to get a graphics card at like MSRP is basically to buy a Dell or similar, you know, big manufacturer machine. 
I mean, your previous machines are Dell anyway. Just just do it then. But, uh, Dell are doing weird things now. They've started creating their own PSUs. So they're not, you can't replace it because it's a different form factor. Yeah. Well, this is why I haven't bought a Dell or anything like that. And they're also, um, people say the, the cooling is bad. So even if your CPU can run at A speed, it will never get there because it's going to be throttled thermally. Right. And that's, well, that's, that's a nonsense. You know, why pay for spec when you can't really achieve the, you know, the performance? Yeah. I mean, I heard people literally, Buy, <laughs> buy the machine, take the GPU out, put a lesser GPU in, and then just sell the machine on, and then just build a new machine around that GPU. Mm, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, it seems a bit ridiculous, though. But I want to get your take on like the GPU situation. Well, I mean, you already know. I think it's, I think it's too much. But do you think it'll settle? I mean, eventually, eventually. It's like RAM prices back in the 90s. Do you remember when like four megabytes of RAM used to cost £100? And that's £100 in the 90s, right? You could buy like a horse for that now. I don't even know why I made a comparison to a horse. It's, it it will pass. It will pass. You know, but then next year they should be releasing the 4000 series of GPUs, right? Yeah. And the cycle continues. And then if you really want, you know, if you're really desperate to get hold of a GPU, you can also get, you know, the gamers edition, performance edition. No, but they just cost even more. They cost even they more. They just cost top, even you know, more. But that's how you get them, right? Because people don't want to pay even more. Yeah, I mean, it's always the case. Like, if you really want it, you can get it. It's just, you, you're just paying such an insane premium for it. But you, you think it's okay to get the, you know, you normally get the performance stroke gamers edition. GPUs. I've been, I've been a bit all over the place with this, to be honest, because I never used to. But then that 1080 that blew up was a super fancy performance edition. The 2070 Super that I got to replace it, I think it's still like a gaming edition card, but it's a more modest one. You know, it's not like the reference cooler design, so it's got better cooling, but neither is it some like crazy factory OC'd variant you know like i i think it it's basically just look at it and think is the premium worth what you're getting i do think it's worth getting one with better cooling or quieter cooling and if there's a modest oc that's great too but i don't think it's worth paying some like huge premium for like a five to ten percent you know performance boost and better rgb oh yeah well the, actually yeah this new one's got like no rgb on it which is fine with me I remember your story about getting the the non-RGB RAM. That was such a weird thing. Because, like, the guy in the shop talked me down from buying a bigger SSD, but then was surprised that I didn't want more, like, RGB on my RAM. I was just like, that should have, like, tipped me off to the fact that the guy was just, like, mental. Like, we clearly got different (laughs) priorities here. He was thinking exactly the same thing (laughs) when he was talking to you. Well, trying to get your perspective. Let's look at sales and our attitude to sales this year. So your plan was always to buy more, less, the same? Less. Way, way less. And did you buy way, way less? I've definitely bought less. I don't know if I've bought way, way less. I guess the difference is, did you play 50% of what you picked up? 
I, I really think I didn't. <laughs> so I'm still buying clearly too much stuff that I don't need to buy. I mean, I really did resist a lot of stuff. I say that. I actually probably need to go and look at the stats for what I actually bought. Because I'm sure I have bought some stuff that I didn't play. But yeah, I mean, it's even worse now because I'm actually subscribing to Game Pass. You know, like I, I did finally... Well, I didn't actually cancel my PSM subscription, but I, I let it lapse. But I am subscribed to Game Pass and I'm not even playing like most of the stuff on Game Pass. Like I'm installing games from Game Pass. Like I've installed Psychonauts 2 and Recompile and The Forgotten City, but I haven't played any of them. There's some great games on Game Pass. Yeah. So, I mean, I really, I really should not buy anything anymore unless i'm literally going to play it that day i shouldn't buy anything and i'm buying more than zero so i'm still buying too much obviously i'm still good with sales let's talk about expectation versus reality so this is a comparison between what we played versus what we our ideal selves wanted to play or would have liked to play. Yeah, I think I talked about this already in the earlier section. So, whoops. We can summarise in one line, though. I mean, as I said before, there's a lot of Warzone. There's a lot of... Well, actually, the indie stuff is more varied. I have still been playing indie stuff. And then there's weird... There's weird time sinks like super auto pets which super auto pets is a dangerous multiplayer time sink but it is fun now now how does that compare to what you want to play ideally i mean in the past you'd also meant you'd always mention like witcher 3 is a game you'd like to play but you'd never start playing because it's too long yeah so i mean i still have this problem right there's still the games that i feel are too dangerous to play like stellaris And then there's the games that I feel are too long to start, like Witcher 3 or Nino Kuni 1 and 2, in fact, Sekiro, you know, like all these FromSoft games that, yeah, I intend to play but don't. So I I would like to play more JRPGs because, you know, I used to really enjoy playing them and yet I seem to have no desire to start them now. But then again, maybe I've just changed, and I guess that's okay as well. I think that's a very good point there. No, the simple fact that we're not going ahead with it, maybe we have changed, and having, and having, no, we need to let go. Yeah. You know, like Teenager Mike playing the Chosen One JRPG story was probably really, you know, inspirational and fun, and now, like, <laughs> jaded, late 30s Mike playing the JRPG with like the teenage protagonist is just like this is terrible I'm like twice his age and I haven't saved the world even once so maybe that's a big part of it too no maybe maybe walking through that story with a different lens is important maybe you don't want to spend 100 hours to learn that I think you just start to sympathize with the villains instead that's the thing It's like, this guy has spent a hundred years building this army and had this amazing plan to, like, cause the downfall of this kingdom. And you're just sweeping in here with a crystal and are just going to blow it all away. What are you, like, 15? 
disgusting. So, I have, I've also talked about what I've been playing, which is predominantly just Warzone and the book club game. When really I want to just clear the backlog. But like you, maybe it's something I need to let go. I'm not really sure some of the time. <laughs> it's like clear the backlog. You make it just sound like a job. You know, I know. Clear the backlog. It's like, oh, you should make, you know what? We should make a Jira board. You can put a Jira ticket in for each game <laughs> where you can like fully metamorphosize it into something. Yeah. Like, Let me log the work. Who's the product owner for this? They can just like assign you games to work on that you hate. <laughs> Let me add a comment. <laughs> oh, geez. What's on your, what, okay. What's on your backlog now? Doesn't have to be everything. Just just pick a few off. Uh, Galaxy. Still. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yes. I need I need to clear it. I'm halfway through, I think. Okay. Uh RDR two. Mm. Persona five. Uh, yeah. Royal. Mm. 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 Very judgy. Um mm. I I just think it's funny that we're both playing Warzone still. Warzone really is so good. I don't know why, but I really like Warzone. You're a Warzone pusher, though, right? You're a Warzone push. You, you push Warzone on people. Yeah, I mean, in the group of friends, you know, in the multiplayer group I'm in, yeah, I'm the one who always wants to play Warzone. They're like, what should we play? Warzone. <laughs> so I'm playing Warzone because everyone else is playing Warzone. It was the same problem, but you're super keen on Warzone. Which surprises me. It surprises me too. It surprises me too. Last thing. Looking at VR. Mike, have you used a VR headset this year? I don't think I have. Again, in my defence, I wasn't here for half the year. Like, I wasn't here for half the year. But, but no. Whoops. You know what? I really need to play Half-Life Alex as well because I, I bought Half-Life Alex and then I looked at it the other day and I realized I've only played like two hours of Half-Life Alex. I've hardly, I've hardly touched it at all. I'm probably still like in the tutorial area or something. But at the same time, it's just such a faff and I never feel like it. You see, I don't get how, you know, you associate the metaverse with VR. It's just such a faff. The, the thing is, when you've got it all set up and you put on the VR headset and you've got the hand tracking and everything, it is amazing. It really is something else. And if it was really super convenient and seamless just to do it, or the fidelity was just so much better, like you could pop on a VR headset you had on your desk instead of using monitors, you know, like the visual fidelity was similar to your real vision. And you could just simulate some monitors in there, then that would be amazing. But you know, it's not like that, and it's a faff to set up. So we have to wait for you know the metaverse will become so big that everyone has a VR room built into their homes, or new all new homes are built with a VR room. I mean, it might happen. I mean, you got to think like the idea of you know where do you put your TV, right? Like where do you put your TV? That's the thing. Like you know. In a modern home, I mean, I know some people don't have a TV, but 
nearly everyone has the TV in like a centerpiece kind of location, right? In their home. I mean, VR is obviously going to be different because it's not like a shared thing you're all looking at, but it could happen. Are you, you know, you're right. It may not happen. It's very interesting to think. I also get terrible VR sickness. Like some people can just sit down and navigate the virtual space by walking around. I can't do that. I actually get really sick, which is something that surprised me, but I get terrible, terrible VR sickness. So it might be that people who grow up with it just don't have that. And then it becomes more viable as well. I just don't see how it's going to happen. You've used it, right? You've tried it. Uh, Yeah. I've tried it. With hand tracking. I don't know. I was I tried it at your place. Hmm. Did I have the hand tracking controllers at that point? I'm not sure. Maybe you had to use the Xbox controller. Yeah, I I think the hand tracking is what actually makes it. Okay. But you know, what do I know? I haven't used it for a year. So you know how crazy I- the crazy sort of schedule I work with when I'm playing games, so I've got 10, 15 minutes. There's no chance. There's no chance I can set up my VR setup, get my VR setup working in that. How much overhead is that in my 10, 15 minutes a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> it takes like 15 minutes just to like plug in all the like sensors and move them around and like calibrate them and stuff. I mean, having said that, you do live in the UK and you have a house, so you you maybe could actually have it permanently set up, but... Yeah. Or, you know, the new ones don't need all this setup. That's the thing. If you've got, like, the new ones with the inside-out tracking, you don't need to set up all this stuff. Or you could just get, like, a Quest 2 or whatever the, the new Facebook, sorry, meta nonsense is. And again, that doesn't even need a PC. But is it worth it? Yeah, debatable. It's It's hard to predict the future. Who knows? I I do think there is something to it. I do think there is something to it. To VR. You don't have to predict it if you make it. Does that even make sense? Make the future happen. Stop trying to make Metaverse happen. It's not happening. It is happening. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, please rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, wow. We've changed. It doesn't have to be Apple Podcasts. On whatever podcast app you listen on. Podcatcher, is that a term? You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit slash r slash Lost Levels Club. Mike, what are you grateful for today? Uh, I actually did try and think about this before recording. (laughs) I was just like, what am I grateful for? I've been having really weird and vivid dreams. I don't know if there's something that's come up on the podcast before in all of my self-indulgent rambling, but... You don't dream. Yeah, I used to just not dream. When I was working... You know, people would talk about like, oh, I had a weird dream last night. It's like, wow, I haven't dreamed for like 10 years. You know, like I've been having really weird and vivid dreams recently. I don't know if it's a sign that nature is healing or if it's a sign that I'm going mad. But like the rest of us, though, at least. 
I mean, like the other day I had a dream that I went to this shopping mall, but for some reason I took off my shoes and then I went to this bookstore that had a waterfall in it. And then I couldn't find my shoes. And I was walking around this mall for hours looking for my shoes. The mall had some cool stuff in it, but it's still very frustrating when you're walking around in your socks. Get the dream dictionary out. <laughs> this means that you don't believe in VR. Damn it! I knew it all along. So Michael says bye. Bye-bye.